Kia ora everyone, this is Sapia. you're listening to an online extra for Exposure. Last week I spoke to Ruth Money, a full-time victims advocate, who made a few excellent points about how the media needs to play by a lot of legal rules when covering crimes. And you can check out the meat of that interview in episode 2 of Exposure on SoundCloud or Stitcher. But during our conversation, Ruth mentioned a couple of key areas of the law that she reckons actually lets down survivors. These are our court system itself and name suppression. So I thought I'd give you a chance to have a listen to what she had to say about it and then let me know what you think. Do you agree or disagree? Want to add something? Please do. Uh, Without further ado, here's Ruth. A coroner's court is an inquisitorial process, and that's what we're wanting for the sexual violence courts. Um, actually, that's what I personally want for every court, but um, we're certainly trialling it for the sexual violence course, courts, and the difference being that an inquisitorial process is that no one's right or wrong, no one has to prove their side of the story. Everybody is there as what they call a friend of the court, who is there to assist the judge and jury with all of the evidence, they have to answer everybody's questions so that all of the evidence is put forward and what happened is actually quite crystal clear and then a decision is made from there in terms of sentencing if, if it's appropriate or found that the person is guilty. And that's what the coroner court does. The coroner court looks at all of the pieces of evidence from everywhere and determines what actually happened, what was the cause of death, and are there any other recommendations to follow to make this better in, in the future. And that would be a lot better for sexual complainants to go through rather than this whole he said, she said, you were wearing the wrong you were out at night, weren't you? You were out with your friends drinking, weren't you? All of this nonsense that you think doesn't go on but still does go on that would be removed in an inquisitorial process. We are, I mean, in New Zealand we are trialling that. So we are trialling a a sexual violence court that follows a a different process. There's another interesting thing, name suppression. So we use the UK-based judicial system or or, or justice system. It's it's, It's the same. But when I work with the UK um, detectives or uh, gurus that I I work with for, for help at different times, they don't understand this name suppression law that we have in New Zealand. So in the UK, as with here, if you are a victim of a sexual crime, you get automatic name suppression. And in the UK, it's quite easy. A, it's part of the process. You're asked if you want it, and you you are provided with some education around that. For example, you might be a mother, so you'd never want your kids to Google that you were raped um, at whatever age. So you might choose to keep it, or you might choose to say, actually, it's not my shame. Um, I want my name suppression lifted. So it's quite easy in the UK as a victim to go through that process. In New Zealand, unless you've got me by your side, really, she says arrogantly, there's not much education, if any, given to survivors going through the system about name suppression. And in fact, some people ring the media wanting to tell their story, and they can't because they didn't realise they had name suppression. And they were never asked their views of it, but just given mandatory to to protect them or protect their identity, which is all very fine, and, and I get it in theory, 
But actually, it's not up to the system or the police or the Crown Prosecutor to decide that because most of my survivors want to forego name suppression because it's not their shame that they were sexually abused. And they find strength in their voice to be able to stand up and say, my name's Ruth Money, I was sexually abused at work or I was sexually abused walking through a park, I want people to know my story. But the system in New Zealand kind of puts the shame and puts this name suppression around it and doesn't let them know how they can easily remove it. second part to that, though, is that that's the only place in um, the UK system that you get name suppression, i.e. as a complainant or as as the victim. But in New Zealand, the offenders for all sorts of things, but normally sexual crime, can get name suppression. And that doesn't happen in anywhere else in the world. So as a victim, you're busy going, well, I want people to know that Bob Smith did this to protect their children or protect other females or protect people that are at his next employment. But he gets name suppression because you got name suppression because his defence lawyer said, oh, well, he can be um, easily identified or his mother's sick, Your Honour, and publication of his name would make her you know, more ill and give her a heart attack, anything that the lawyers come up with. So in New Zealand, we have this real kind of culture around giving offenders name suppression, but that doesn't exist in any other jurisdiction. Well, there you have it. Ruth Money's opinion on how the court system should look here when it comes to sexual crimes. Just really fascinating stuff. I'd love to hear your perspectives on it. Leave whatever you want to say in the comments or private messages or just whatever makes you happy, really. Don't forget to subscribe and... um, We'll see you tomorrow.